0: The name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, O God, Amen. Let's read some verses from the book of Numbers, chapter 27, starting from verse 1. Then came the daughters of Zelophad, the son of Hefer, the son of Gilead, the son of Makir, the son of Manasseh, from the families of Manasseh, the son of Joseph. And these were the names of the, his daughters, Mahla, Noah, Hogla, Milcah, and Tirzah. And they stood before Moses, before Eleazar the priest, and before the leaders and all the congregation by the doorway of the tabernacle of meeting, saying, Our father died in the wilderness, but he was not in the company of those who gathered together against the Lord in the company of Korah, but he died in his own sin and he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be removed from among his family because he had no son? Give us a position among our father's brothers. So Moses brought their case before the Lord and the Lord spoke to Moses saying the daughters of Zerufad speak what is right you shall surely give them a position of inheritance among their father's brothers and call the inheritance of their father to pass to them and you shall speak to the children of Israel saying if a man dies and has no son then you shall cause his inheritance to pass to his daughter. If he has no daughter, then you shall give his inheritance to his brothers. If he has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to his father's brothers. And if his father has no brothers, then you shall give his inheritance to the relative closest to him in his family, and he shall possess it and it shall be to the children of Israel a statute of judgment, just as the Lord commanded Moses. Glory be to the Holy Trinity, now and forever. Amen. Before actually entering the Promised Land, there was a problem, that this man, Salafat, had five daughters, and he had no sons. And he died not among, the company of Korah, those actually who wanted to take priesthood by violence and actually the land or the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them. But the word in verse 3, he died in his own sin, doesn't mean he committed a certain sin and God punished him by death for this specific sin. As happened with the company of Korah, but it means everyone under uh, the children of Adam under sentence of death. So he died like any other person died in his own sin. Means because we are born with the sin of Adam and the original sin, and all of us who are under the sentence of death. So. These five daughters went to Moses and explained their situation according to what Moses told them, only boys or males will have inheritance, but these, they don't have inheritance. That's that's why they asked him, why should the name of our father be removed from his family? Because he had no son give us a position among our father's brothers." And Moses didn't know what to do, so he brought their case before the Lord. Definitely the Lord foreknew this will happen, but God waited until they come and ask him. And God said to Moses, actually the daughters of Zarifat speak what is right, shall surely give them a position of inheritance among their father's brothers and cause the inheritance of their father to pass to them and then he made actually a regulation if any one died and he doesn't have sons so the position or inheritance go to the daughters if he doesn't have any children give it to his brothers if he doesn't have any brothers give it to his uncle if no one then to the closest uh, person in his family. But another situation happened. We can read it in Numbers chapter 36. Book of Numbers chapter 36. Now the chief fathers of the families of the children of Gilead, the son of Makir, the son of Manasseh, of the families of the son of Joseph, came near and spoke before Moses and before the leaders, the chief fathers of the children of Israel. And they said, the Lord commanded my Lord Moses to give the land as an inheritance by lot to children of Israel. You know, the promised land was actually divided by lot to the 11 tribes of Israel. Levi did not actually inherit because their inheritance is the Lord. So how can they inherit the Lord and inherit land? And this actually inheritance should go from generation to generation. But with the situation of um, the the daughter of Zalufhat, they said, and my Lord was commanded by the Lord to give the inheritance to our brother Zalufhat, to his daughters. So what's the problem here? Now, if they are married to any of the sons of other tribes of the children of Israel, if they married from another tribe, what will happen? Their inheritance will be taken from the inheritance of the tribe of Manasseh, from the inheritance of our fathers, and it will be added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they married. So... It can be added to the tribe of Benjamin, tribe of Judah, any other tribe. So it will be taken from the lot of our inheritance. And when the Jubilee of the children of Israel comes in the 50th day, then their inheritance will be added to the inheritance of the tribe into which they married. And then actually they lost this land. So their inheritance will be taken away from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers again Moses went to God then Moses commanded the children of Israel according to the word of the Lord saying what tribe of the sons of Joseph speak is right so these people their concern was a right concern this is what the Lord commands concerning the daughter of Zalafhat, saying let them marry whom they think best but they may marry only within the family of their father's tribe. So they have the freedom to choose, but they need to marry only from their father's tribe. So the inheritance of the children of Israel shall not change hands from tribe to tribe. For every one of the children of Israel shall keep the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. And every daughter who possesses an inheritance in any tribe of the children of Israel shall be the wife of one of the family of her father's tribe, so that the children of Israel each may possess the inheritance of his fathers. Thus, no inheritance shall change hands from one tribe to another, but every tribe of the children of Israel shall keep its own inheritance. And what was the reaction of the daughter of Zalafad? Just as the Lord commanded Moses, so did the daughter of Zalafad. They did not say, why put this restriction on us to marry from another tribe? No, we will not do it. No, they obeyed. From Mahla, Terza, the daughters of the were married to the sons of their father's brothers and their cousins. They were married into the families of the children of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained in the tribe of their father's family. Actually, the daughters of Zalafhad are good examples to our generation in many areas. But let me first speak about in the area of service, since this is a Sunday school uh, servant meeting. There was a problem, and this problem was the daughter of Zalafhad considered. A very small problem if you look at the big picture now they are at the border of the promised land and they are waiting to actually spy the land and then to get into many battles and then actually there was a promise just a promise they will inherit the land but until this moment they did not get the land so Moses had a bigger project and this bigger project is to plan to enter Canaan. I I think if any one of us in the place of Moses we would have said just wait until we enter the land, wait until we conquer our enemies. We don't know whether we're going to conquer our enemies or not. It's not the right time to discuss this issue. And maybe you can support this with a verse from scripture for everything under heaven, there is time. But Moses actually paid attention immediately to their concern. And we as Sunday school servants, if somebody comes to us with a concern, whether a Sunday school student or his parents or one of the congregation, You know, we need actually to take their concern serious and to give it our immediate attention. Because if there is a concern and you did not give it your immediate attention, this can cause actually disturbance among the people. This will talk to that and, and people will start speaking and they can spread a spirit of negativity in the church. Can you imagine if Moses did not address their concern immediately, then these daughters maybe start to speak to other daughters that they have no male brothers. And then actually there was like a spirit of negativity among the children of Israel. So the first lesson we need to learn from this story that when anybody actually comes to us with any concern, we need to give it our immediate attention. And we take every concern in a serious way. Regardless, we consider it small or we consider it big. Even if I have a big project, I cannot... Moses didn't say, you know, I have a big project. I want to enter to possess the land of, of Canaan. We have eight nations to conquer. Just wait. He did not say this. The second lesson, what Moses did, Moses actually, in Numbers 27, verse 5, so Moses brought their case before the Lord. He did not respond by relying on his earthly wisdom or based on what the culture teaches. But he brought their concern before the Lord. Maybe culturally, he would say, you know, that's your luck. You don't have... uh, Male brothers, you will not have inheritance. Maybe that's what his wisdom would say. But what he did, he put this problem in front of God. So in the same way, when you address any issue, we need to address it after prayer. And address it as according to the law of God, not according to what we see it right or wrong. We need to pray about it and see what the scripture is doing. And we need to see what the early church fathers spoke about this subject, if it is addressed by early church fathers. And we need actually, in submission to God and to the stewards of God, we need to address this issue. And again, I was very, very surprised by God's humbleness. Because God answered Moses and said in verse 7, The daughters of Zelophhad speak what is right. You shall surely give them a position of inheritance among their father's brothers. Here again, God himself paid immediate attention to this concern. And he supported the daughters of Zelophhad. And he said, their concern is right. What they spoke is right. And God set a regulation, set a regulation for the inheritance if a man died without having sons, especially for this case. And again, they show us how God cares for everyone and cares for every project and care for every concern, whether it is little or big." Also, girls, especially in the old government, in the, in the culture, not in the scripture, in the culture, they looked upon them as inferior. But God actually changed this perception. And God supported these five girls and actually supported their opinion. Maybe, we don't know, maybe their cousins or their uncles were against this, because they want to take the land for themselves. But God supported. Again, we should not actually in our ministry have partiality or bias. For example, if somebody is rich or has big fame or connection or um, any, any kind of prestige then we support him against those who are perceived as weak actually that's exactly opposite to what God is doing in Ezekiel 34 when God actually rebuked the shepherds of Israel for not tending the sheep. And actually, he told them, I will shepherd the flock. He said in verse 16, I will seek what was lost and bring back what was driven away. Bind up the broken and strengthen what was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them in judgment the fat and the strong who actually oppress the weak so god said as a shepherd i will destroy the fat and the strong and feed them with justice or or judgment and verse 17 behold i will judge between sheep and sheep between rams and and goats and in in verse uh, 20 therefore thus says the lord god to them Behold, I myself will judge between the fat and the lean sheep. The lean sheep. Why? Because the shepherd, because you have pushed with side and shoulder, but all the weak ones with your horns and scattered them abroad. Sometimes we don't pay attention to those who are poor or weak or has no power or strength in the church and usually we have partiality toward the strong, the rich. But this is actually not a Sunday school servant we should be doing. God looked at the daughters of Zalafat, although they were females and girls and has no one to support them, but God supported them. And God said to Moses, do to them all what they want." About these girls, actually these girls, they were many, many beautiful uh, virtues in these girls. Number one, they were united in their opinion. They actually in harmony. They did not divide against themselves, but there was harmony. Among themselves. And the meaning of their names Mahalla means actually gentle or, or weak, you can look at it either way. Noah means wanderer or wanderer again in gentleness. Hubla, that is a name of a bird. And this bird actually يعني, like dancing from one place to another place. the dancing in joy. Melka is a king or wise, and Tersa means joy. The name of Zalafad means he continued in fear, that is the, the fearful. So the Father represents all humanity that were born in fear, fear of death before Christ. As St. Paul explained about, we were, because of the fear of death, we were under bondage. You can read it in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 15. But you can see the names of the five daughters, there is growth in grace. So Mahalla, as I told you, weak or gentle. So that is where we were. Then Noah means wanderer. So we were wandering, looking for a solution, looking for comfort. Because we were weak, then when we received the Lord Jesus Christ, we became joyful as if we are dancing, regular, we are dancing in joy. And the Lord makes us king and priest. That's Melka. And now we are acceptable before the Father, and this will bring to us the ultimate joy, which is Terse. So even the meaning of the names, there is a harmony and indicates, you know, the steps of grace in which actually we received. The second, actually, beautiful virtue we learn from these daughters, they were determined to work. To get the land, they need workers, but they were determined to work either to work with other farmers or to work by their hands. They did not actually said its big responsibility to have this land, so let it go. They remind me of Ruth when she went and worked in the field behind the, those who were collecting the harvest. And she worked very, very hard. And also the third virtue in them, their obedience. When God told them they have to marry from their tribe, they did not argue about it. Many times, when they say God says though so, you cannot marry outside the church. You, you need to marry in the church. You have argument and argument and argument and argument and argument. You know, that's why people may lose their eternal inheritance. If these daughters just for the sake of earthly inheritance, obeyed and married within their tribe. How much more we, for our eternal inheritance, we should actually keep our obedience to God. And when we marry, we marry from our faith. Another virtue, God uh, promised us with the inheritance. But you want us to be determined and to ask for it. These daughters went to Moses and asked for the right. So we need to pray and ask God for our heavenly inheritance. And because of their determination, they did not only get the right, but also they were blessing to whole Israel because there was a new law set by God, the law of inheritance. Why? Because of their determination. They determined to get their part. So in in reflection on this story, we can see how these five daughters, like the five wise virgins, they were actually example to many generations in their obedience, in their wisdom, in their unity, in their determination. And the way Moses, Handled the whole situation was example to us as Sunday school servants how to pay attention to every concern, even if it is in our eyes a small or little concern. And the same he did when the chief fathers of the families of Gilead went to Moses and told them, if they marry from outside our tribe, the land will be will go to another tribe. And again Moses asked God, and God actually answered him. And he told them what the tribe of the sons of Joseph Both is right. And again God supported them. And we see here the humbleness of God. God said, yes, they were right. Do to them as they want. And God made another rule here about marriage. They should marry within their tribe so that the portion or the inheritance of the one tribe will not go to another and let's stop here and i want to you know, from the list the story of the daughters of the heart we can actually learn some lessons in our ministry glory be to god forever <coughs> and ever amen